Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I come before you today with this message of dire importance. Lately, each movie we make costs about as much as a 10-year-old used car would cost. We save up for a few years and then spend it all on our newest movie. Of course, these movies earn us almost nothing, but it's so much fun. I'd rather have a bunch of movies than a bunch of used cars. Can I come over and watch Ricky Farley with you tonight? The film you're about to see contains scenes of shocking river beast action, which are definitely not for the timid. Welcome back to Don't Let the Motown Cast Get You, a podcast dedicated to the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley. I'm here with my friends Matt and Stephen. No Calvin this episode, but we're talking about the 2017 entry into the Motown Media filmography, the Motown Media Christmas Special, a 50-minute special showcasing the weird and wonderful sides of the Motown Media gang. In the style of classic made-for-TV holiday specials, this is sort of like a, a wild variety show with music, skits, stand-up comedian, guest appearances, on-the-street reporting. We've got it all here. Friends, what do you make of the Motown Media Christmas special? I think I'm repeating myself already because I think I was talking about this with you on a stacks thing, Jack. Probably. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have too few stories and just, you know, so much, so little time. <laughs> too, too many um, podcasts. I, this, is, this is the kind of thing that I want more of from properties that inspire love from people. And as I alluded to briefly on another podcast of, yes, I was never going to like the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special thing, but I kind of wish that the, like the, the MCU in all its boringness could do something like a bit more like personality and novelty. Mm. And I like them leaning into this idea of fandom in a way that doesn't seem cynical um, and in a way that seems legitimate and like part of their brand. I suppose also because like it seems to extend us on the stuff we've seen in local legends anyway of like just like, Hanging out like in like weird like basement areas and just like yes. doing stuff. This is a so, basement show. The yeah, extravaganza I, on a on a smaller scale, or maybe not even a smaller scale, just on a scale on a Christmas yeah. scale. I, I I love the kind of like the non gag gag that this is this grand show and it's a really small thing. It's like just like kind of like endearingly shambolic, and that's it's what I want. There are there are so many segments in in this like fifty minute showcase for for such a small group of players and like a small audience. Like every like two minutes, it changes to another idea. It moves and moves and moves. It's jam-packed full of ideas. And some of them work. Some of them work better than others, as like the skit format always does, the sketch format. Um, in the Motown on Motown book, uh, Farley or, or Charles said that they wanted to do a monthly show, kind of like an it, SNL. It definitely has thing. that feel, doesn't it? Of like, Not this of is the, this is yeah. the first try at a structure. We'll keep going, keep going. It's like a, a month, uh, Motown Media Monthly, it would have been called, like a monthly comedy special. And they've talked about doing other like holiday specials, like they wanted to do like Labor Day or uh, St. Patrick's <laughs> Day specials. But you know, it's yeah. got. You've got Does the even whole Charlie game. Brown have a Labor Day special? I don't know if. <laughs> I, think, I think. Yeah, that's what Matt Farley. What they should do the is only the non. Yeah, only the non Charlie Brown ones. Any holiday Charlie Brown hasn't done, Motown should just like slide in, have River Beast themed <laughs> extravaganzas. Um, I, do you feel like? Um, obviously, I feel like the showman Matt Farley role is obviously the, the consummate Matt Farley role that he's kind of the doing Earl anyway in everything. Please, the, the Earl of Christmas. Christmas. Sorry, sorry, the Earl of Christmas, which is a great gag, and I remember the first time we had him on a podcast, we introduced him as the Earl of Christmas, <laughs> and we discussed Hakal, um, because there are some <laughs> yes, some fun yeah. some fun running gags in this. But Too many I, loads, there's so many. I, so yeah, because it's, it's like it's got like the running gag percentage of one of their features, but what yes, if it was all in fifty? But it's minutes? condensed into fifty minutes, so it's like joke, joke, joke on top of joke, on top of reference, on top of mm. the shock marathon repertory players doing scenes from three different sort of niche <laughs> horror films. <laughs> but 
links it to local legends, but also to to flash forward. There is a nice link to Magic's part um, in terms of this kind of like like variety show kind yeah, of thing yeah, that yeah. then becomes like plot centric. It seems that it seems that Matt Farley just really wants to do this kind of thing. He just wants to be the entertainer, the compare. He just um, wants he's to give it. Kevin McGee a platform to sing, and so do I. Yeah, yes, so you yes, know, this yeah, is yeah, this is the yeah, perfect yeah. amount of that. So yeah, Kevin's here, Tom's here, Pete's here, the whole gang's here, Charlie's here, Jim McHugh's here, everybody, everybody into the sun. Ito so Hoopkins. our resident Matt, resident yes. Matt in this in Hi. this virtual room. So you have been to a a Moton show. I have. Um, I want to. My question, I guess, is: Does this capture the vibes of that? Is this like a facsimile of that, or is this a different thing? Because this feels well, like this is the Moton show. Uh... The Christmas special here probably has five times more people than the <laughs> show I was at. Like the, the motor show I was at was at New Year's and it was yeah. like a last minute change of venue. And there yeah, were, yeah. we had five audience members. That's so amazing. not not totally the same vibe, but <laughs> uh, but actually, no, I, I mean, it's not really that similar to how his performance there was. I mean, it was mostly just music that I yeah. saw. There's certainly no. It wasn't like a stand-up comedy section. I don't think there was no River Beast. There was oh. no yeah, I, McGee I'm, singing. Unfortunately, I wonder if they're going. To, if 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 this is a thing that they would like roll out as. It, it feels like they want to be big enough that they could like do this as like a like a Moton Con kind of thing, and it Absolutely. would be good and it would be yeah, great. Yeah. Um, but then it's also kind of hilarious because they're not big enough for that, and that's what makes it <laughs> endearing. It's 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 that weird middle ground of needs to be, but then would ruin it. And it's backed up on like the, the the silliness of Motown that we've come to expect. Like there's the running sort of theme of tonality versus atonality is such I a very 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 funny, very specific topic to base your <laughs> holiday special around. Obviously, we've got Janda Claus, who is a big sort of uh, we're sort of the anti Santa Claus who spreads atonal there's dissonance around the so world. So many and... good reveal gags in this. So many be like, oh, we'll yeah. we'll talk about a thing for a while and then we'll reveal what that thing is and just like, okay, cool, yeah, loving it, loving it, loving it. This also feels kind of like a, a thank you to the the Moton fans and the people that Farley yeah. and Charlie have worked with over the years, like the Dying Elk Herd, get a little sort of like to camera piece, and other other people pop up on like Zoom calls or something equivalent just to say like happy holidays and things and hi to the Moton gang and oh, that's it's just nice. I don't know all of the players, I don't know all of the people that come up, but that's cool. It's because we we feel so like close and in this thing. If it's mm. it's still it's still nice to know that it is is larger and more enthusiastic than bigger. us yeah, and like deep is. deeply more enthusiastic that even us and here we are talking about all of their stuff um it's 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 really cool because like from different points of view this could feel so like self-flagellating mm. and like so like self-celebratory and almost like do you really need to do this yeah but they it, it, it does actually feel you're right and i think you absolutely nailed it of like for the fans genuinely really nice yeah really genuine. wholesome it's really interesting so genuine. it's like it's not yeah. done with a sense of irony at all like it's mm. just it's just so much fun like even they're showcasing trailers for the film that we covered last episode, Slingshot Cops, and they're just saying like it's on Amazon now. It's just it's the Farley Motor method of just being like constantly advertising myself, constantly promoting <laughs> what I do. I love it. Constantly advertising, you know, letter interpreters and lawyers <laughs> and a lot of that. It does feel like if they were born like a hundred years earlier, this feel like a little sideshow act they take around as like a traveling fair kind of thing. Like to do, it, it is like a the world's like most like wholesome like snake cool salesman kind of thing going on here but i i uh, again a vibe that i enjoy that they are just fucking anywhere whatever that where is i'd you know i'd, I'd part with some hard-earned cash to see mm. tommy adon rondak the string <laughs> extraordinaire you know there's 
We've got banjo, we've got Millhouse just slapping the bass for like the whole 50 minutes just in the background doing like <laughs> a company pieces yeah. while Farley, the Earl of Christmas, talks to the audience. You know that like David Bowie story that there is of like that he would like cut up like words and like pull them out of like a hat to like oh, make lyrics. Lyrics, yeah. This just feels like they just like chucked in a bunch of just like funny words and names and things. <laughs> and like, let's put that with that. Let's put that with that. Here's the thing. Bam. And again, positively so. Very excellently <laughs> so. Very much so. Yeah, there's like so many threads in this. Like mm. uh someone has lost their Yuletide joie de vivre, so we need to get them to the, the special by the end of the special. And will they get there in time? Will we ever get them out of the house that they've got like a CCTV operation in? Only true fans will know. I love when I... they insert just you know random French phrases like that. Joie de vivre, of course, the throwback yeah. to River Beast. And there there's another time. one in Slingshot Cops last week, right? Mm. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Yeah. Just like, again, my notes. Fun with language. Credit. Fun with it's, language. Just throw uh, it in there, melting pot. Scrim footed nubbins. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, we're scranning down on one of those. I think there's, it's quite surprising because it obviously feels just like a live show, but mm. the production feels so much longer than that. And like, I, I don't know how long it took them to make this. It definitely doesn't feel like it was short question. 50 minutes. There's no. so many, like, there's so much movement of the camera. There's so many different camera placements and different things within the actual room itself. It doesn't feel like they just set up two cameras, which is what I would probably do if I was doing a holiday special. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Prepare 50 minutes of content, you know, material. And then just record that to camera. Mike upstage, just... Mike near audience, go. <laughs> yeah, not all 50 minutes is even in that, you know, no, 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 concert no, room. Like, there's all the skits in Matt's house. And, and there's so many, like, ad, like, fake ad breaks. Like, it keeps playing the, like, the main theme and just going to, like, the, the holiday special, like, logo. And then just going back to the show. Like, it feels like it should be an ad break. And I love that. It's like Chris LaMartina's uh, WNF, yes. WNUF yeah, yeah. Halloween special and whatever the yes. sequel is called. Sequel, if you the can... mega tape something yeah. mega tape yeah All very out. very similar I mean, feels mega oh that's that thing that you so what is that i saw that you both watched that thing and it's, had rewatched that like thing i was like what is this? this it's like a fake holiday special like it's meant, oh, to, cool. meant to be done in like the 80s tv studios or something but it's done in 2022 so they're all like playing up the aesthetics of like bad scuzzy vhs mm. uh talk shows and holiday specials but it has and a I, lot more ad breaks like Yes, and the ad breaks tie back into the story like you'll mm. like a politician that's running for office like you'll that's see cool. them show up at a haunted house or something yeah and there's bits and pieces of that like there's local like ads that are slightly advertised and uh Farley skits so, and things in between is, is this good example of like that thing that's very hard to do of like being a mockery of something but also being like a Sincere. decent example of that thing mm. um Yep. Which I think is like a very motion thing in general. A lot of their like genre pastiches. I mean, like silent, like Deadly Night Part Two pastiches that well, end up with yeah, like that, you know. That gets a name drop in the in this special. Freaky but of course Farley it does. Tis the season. Up. Freaky Farley shows up, and like there's a part where Matt, the host, points over to the back of the room, and then it cuts, and it's 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 Freaky Farley. And my my brother was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "No, no, it's it's, it's the same person, George. It's this is what we call." <laughs> Wait until he watches David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers. That's going to really, really confuse him. <laughs> Wait till he watches twins. The Ivan, twins. Ivan Reitman's twins, <laughs> and be like, oh, "Wait, don't let twins. him anywhere near Techno Lust." Oh god! Oh, or, but also, do do let him everywhere near Techno Lust. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what's going on in that movie. I have no idea. I really enjoyed it. Is, um, is Techno Lust even the right? Thing? Is that the Tilda? Well, the one with the seven Tilda Swintons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seven. That's yeah. too many. I mean, it's like, I lie. There's actually four, but. Well, that's, it feels that's like three Actually, wait, five? This is the podcast we work out how many Tilda Swintons there are in general. There, definitely at least four. There's definitely four. There might at be a fifth. Four. There might be. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad Good movie. Glad that's um, kind of. 
maybe <laughs> not sure <laughs> i know like I, I do really like it i do really like it um i want to talk about christmas specials what, what are our thoughts about christmas specials in general are these the thing that we unironically enjoy i think do we have like a history of with them they're like they are such an antiquated thing i feel like mm. 80s 90s things i feel like that was a big sort of like you'd have like a tv personality and they would base or they like a like a stand-up show or they would have like a chat show or something and around the holiday season they would have a special yeah based off of that i don't think there's like a uh like people nowadays that still do christmas specials yeah. other than like the direct I think like yeah like non-ironic like, ones because that was yeah, that bill, bill murray, murray one that's yeah, what I was yeah, thinking yeah. Of. um yeah, the one I go back to all the time is the Alan Partridge Christmas special, yeah. which we mentioned on the stage. But also, but that's also kind of like mockery of Christmas it special. It's very though. much like, yeah, 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 definitely. But I don't think it's... I've actually seen genuine Christmas specials like this. But I know of. No, like, I don't think yeah, I have. Like, either. I it's, it's very just American. Star Wars holiday special, Guardians <laughs> yes. of the Galaxy yeah, yeah. recently, and then oh, God, the other yeah. things I think which of sucks. when I think of holiday specials are you know the, the Rankin shorts. and Bass shorts yeah. and yeah. Charlie Brown and all that. But that's a different mm. kind of. Thing. I... It's that classic type of entertainment for me that it's that thing that's actually not very good. The not not even this, actually <laughs> yeah. not very good. But you just watch it at Christmas because it's just a thing that's on, on, so you're kind of okay with it. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, in in England, Matt, they always do like a a big budget Agatha Christie adaptation at Christmas. Yeah, and oh, okay. they're never really any good. Just but you just watch it because it's on. You're like, eh, yeah. it's the Christmas one, whatever. And actually, Doctor, I, I mean, that Matt is a Doctor Who fan. I was like, Doctor Who was like the Christmas special is always absolute yep. crap. Mm. Um, but you're like, ah, it's Christmas. I watched Doctor Who, and like the series was great, and the specials are crap. Just um, <laughs> the season for things that aren't it's actually very season. good. But they presume that you're drunk or full of food, and therefore yes. you're going to do it. So at the, when we started recording, you said you wish that more properties and groups had Christmas specials. So yeah. what yeah. Christmas specials do you want? Ooh, that's mm. a good call. Well, obviously, if I want the the DCU, the DCU, <laughs> the Black um, bring Henry the Henry Cavill, as Henry Cavill to like date this podcast immediately. Is he there? Is he not there? Um, I would like to. I know I'm always pitching this, but I would like, you know, my like giant crossover slasher. I mean, I think we've all got this idea of yeah, like Freddy sure. versus Jason at the beginning. Yeah. I would like Freddy versus Jason versus Pinhead versus Freaky Farley versus everyone the Christmas special, special. Oh, okay, like so the the slasher villain out. holiday special. Was so my what do they do in the special? <laughs> Yeah, um, is it a, is it still a variety show? Are we still like singing and dancing? It's a variety dancing? show. Is Freddie think... doing like a type five like stand up? Yeah, set, I think it's a like... talent. I think it's a talent showcase to show their skills oh, outside. Because like you know, slashing is a dying genre, so it's, it's it's showing their skills outside of that. There is more to them, like a like a lighter side to Freddie, like Freddie's little jazz album. Maybe mm. you know he can tinkle the ivories at the best of them. Um, obviously, a restraining order on Freddie Krueger because he is um. <laughs> not a great man. Not a great man. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like modern properties that deserve their own sort of Christmas. Hong Sang Su. And <laughs> that one, that one could be possible. Actually, <laughs> probably. And he would do it. He, he would. probably has done a few, just like waiting to release them. Um, the first thing that came to head was like a Knives Out Christmas special. <laughs> I wouldn't um, be surprised if the next like, one is that the returning casts of both films and just doing like a variety thing with Benoit Blanc hosting, and maybe there's a murder within the actual um, <laughs> special itself. Could have like a 007 special where you just bring back all the living oh, actors oh, who have played him, and then or you go, oh, money, there are not many of them. Whoever. <laughs> yeah. The most depressing special is like five actors are like, oh, we're actually still the most recent ones. It's like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Wait, who's still alive besides uh, Craig and Brosnan, obviously? I, yeah. I assume Timothy, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's still alive. Dalton, because uh, he... um, Lazenby? Is Lazenby still kicking? 
And you know what? I would quite like to to see the Peg Wright um, and other guy's name that should remember, but do not. Um, <laughs> Cornetto folks. So Simon Peg, Edgar Wright, and Nick Frost. Uh, Nick Frost. And Nick Frost. I would. I would. Uh, yeah. I would quite like them to do a, like a variety Christmassy thing. Like, I would like, like to that, like them again. That corner of like early two yeah. thousands British. Well, yeah, with Seraf- you get Serafinovich in Serafinovich, there. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of uh, old heads you could pull from there. Hmm. Um, but the Motown Media Christmas Special. Yeah. Does it spotlight enough of the people that you'd want it to? Is there anyone that you wanted to see more of? I could always use more Charlie. Yeah, Charlie yeah, standing outside like that, that one like house. Brief cameo, just stood <laughs> yeah. outside, sort of like waving and clapping, <laughs> which he's wont to do. I mean, outside of us being all McGee all the time, it's just the McGee show. When, like... Yeah, when is just the McGee Christmas special? Just yeah. maybe that's the secret sequel next year. Maybe we've been. We've oh yeah, been have we have we long. considered that the sequel is actually a sequel to the Christmas special? Yeah, you could definitely put McGee in a Santa suit, like have him yeah. read a story. Yeah. Man, I just, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I want I want to know what the secret special is. I want to know what the secret yeah. secret. I is. almost Sorry. I considered. I obviously did not tell my wife because she would be like, "What are you talking about?" But I considered like paying two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, to be an executive because, producer. Yeah, because they were like, "If you become a producer, we'll tell you what it is." I'm like, "Is it worth it?" And I could is it do worth that. Knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I could. I was like, I loaded up and be like, could literally do this. Could just do could. it. Probably shouldn't. This, this, this economic crisis, the energy yeah. crisis, and Stephen's like, I'm just gonna throw two hundred dollars yeah. to my friends in America that make nice and then, movies. And then, alas, an email came through from my mortgage provider saying like, the interest rates. Like, oh, maybe not actually. Apples and oranges. Which ones so should I go. choose? So, oh, sorry, Matt Farley, but I can barely afford to live, so therefore I will not be doing that. Fun interest rate humor for you there. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the Christmas special. It's fun. It's it's really fun. It's it's you know it doesn't overstay its welcome. It, if anything, it's just jam packed with ideas. You're never really bored. You're always waiting for whatever twist and turn it's about to it, take. It reminds you that this is like a community, not just a bunch of films, which is yeah. I think why I like it. It reminds you this is like a corner of people and like a social group yeah. that it's because uh, outside of this, it's a list of movies a lot of people like and there is a shared DNA. But this for me really ties together and legitimizes it as like, no, this is this is like this is a hobbyist space. A this is a creative space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something like Amdram, like pantomimic, mm. like uh, like theatrical performance, like a lo- local theatre group that get together and, you know, yeah. m- make plays and things. But these guys film it and then <laughs> throw on a Christmas yeah. special. It's that uh, classic yeah, thing of you feel that you could kind of do it, but it's a really good yeah, version of you did nice it. Actually, would be near as good. Did it. Yeah, it's exactly it's that attitude of like, what if we did a Christmas special like like those yeah. own TV specials, and they did it. Yeah. Um. And hey, if they ever get the budget and the time, I would love a monthly show. I would love to watch a yeah. live stream of their like SNL style variety show <laughs> with yeah. all their yeah, musician yeah. friends and Matt Farley. Get on friends. Patreon and just be like monthly Matt Farley streams. Just yeah. Come on, I wonder come why on. Matt's never really considered the old subscription method. I bet but, that he uh, has. So I wonder what what the reasoning is there. Yeah. I guess. Uh, well, I bet the, the relationship advi- his, his he has with fans is interesting. Is, uh, yeah. It's the same as yours, and he's like, "Well, maybe yeah. not yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe don't. Maybe don't." Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, bad uh, times, so guys. Bad do we times. have anything to say about the Christmas special before I move into our emails for the way uh, for the episode? No, personally, no. no. Okay, going to read some emails. I'm going to read an email from someone who should have been on the episode but is busy today, and that is Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Trav, and I was like, "Yeah, I agree. He should have been." 
dear Motown cast crew, long-time listener, first-time emailer, thank you for your public service. This is one of the best podcasts I listen to. Like me, everyone should give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and consume all the Motown movies and give them five stars on Letterboxd. Mm. There's something about the Motown movies... Calvin, that is- charity begins at home. Stop by doing that yourself, Calvin. <laughs> like- There's something about the Motown movies uh, that is everything I want cinema to be. Low budget, accessible, truly creative, having fun with words. It's the pinnacle of indie backyard filmmaking, and the more you're drawn in, the more rewarding it becomes. If you're listening and haven't started your journey yet, I'd just like to encourage it and thank our friends at Motown for providing us movies worthy of having a platform for. See you next episode. Love, Calvin. (laughs) I just... If you are listening to this and you don't watch the yeah, stuff, how, please how contact us in some way because I wanted to talk to you. What are how you did, doing? How did you get here? How yeah. did you get here? Why are you listening? What is going on in your life? It's like some ASMR thing because I need to be asked first. Thank you very much. Uh, our second email comes from Vaughn. I hope this email makes it in time and I apologise. I couldn't have anything more cohesive written out, but sure want to send in my appreciation for the Moton crew. With perfect timing to appear on this holiday special, my first experience with the Moturn films was watching River Beast last Christmas Day after many months of effusive praise from my friends, most who are hosts of this very show. (laughs) I was immediately taken by the backyard style and absurdity of it all. But what truly makes River Beast special, and every Moturn film, is the true sincerity and passion behind the camera. This is art for the love of art, and it's always an immense joy to witness. And every experience I've had since with, since with Moton Films has matched that same magic energy from the genius of local legends to the sinister undertones of Metal Detector Maniac. Love the Moton <laughs> cast, love the Moton crew, and will be a fan as long as they're releasing movie magic for me to enjoy. Your pal, Zeb. So thank you very much, Zebra, for that. Oh, it's nice hearing words about things we like. I've got another email here from Tessa, and Tessa writes... Hello, I saw your tweet asking fans of Matt Farley and Charles Roxburgh movies to tell you what their films mean to them. First of all, their movies are so inspiring to me, as an aspiring filmmaker. The fact that they accomplish so much with so little, and also how far they've come since their early days, makes me feel more and more confident that someday I might be able to create something genuine entertaining and possibly find an audience for it. Thinking about them filming in backyards with the people they happen to know makes my hopes and dreams feel more attainable. When family members visit for the holidays and such, it isn't always easy to find something we all want to do, but whenever we decide to watch a Motown movie together, we always have a great time, and so many iconic quotes from the films have become little inside jokes. Family can be tough to deal with, but knowing we have a mutual appreciation for the genius of Matt and Charlie makes it easier. But even, or more especially, when I watch these films by myself, they're truly some of the best movies I've ever seen. I watch hundreds of movies a year, but relatively few are as thoroughly enjoyable as the Farley Roxburgh filmography, and I don't know of any other filmmaker or team of filmmakers who so consistently put out such top-tier content. Their movies are a major comfort for me, and some of the most rewatchable films I know of. Every single movie, from Adventures in Crube and Country to Magic Spot, is so special in its own way. It was so exciting to get my hands on long, sought-after ones like Obtuse Todd and Druids Druids Everywhere having worried that I may never get to experience them. If I had to choose a favourite, it would probably be Don't Let the River Beast Get You, but it's an incredibly tough call, especially when Freaky Folly and Metal Detector Maniac exist. I'm so excited for Boston Johnny and everything else they have in the works. Uh, Our next email is from Trav. Yay! At its core, watching their movies feels like supporting your local mom and pop store. A familiarity is established as you begin to recognise the same recurring faces and locations. 
Through podcasts, interviews, commentary tracks, you learn more about the people behind the camera, and before you know it, their filmography has become something much greater than the sum of its parts. You grow enamoured with all these little quirks and features, the iconic dialogue, the wonderful music, the earnestness constantly on display. <clears throat> they turn into comfort watches, movies to cheer me up, make me laugh, and even inspire me. There's something truly freeing in seeing what they are able to accomplish with such limited resources. It, re it reveals the infinite creative freedom we all possess, that anyone creates something great, no matter the material circumstance. And great these movies are. As of writing this, Magic Spot and Metal Detector Maniac are my favourite films of 2022 and 2021, respectively. Hell yes. So, uh, so not only are their movies great, in my mind, they are only getting better. That's from Trav. Yeah. Thank you very much, Trav. Yeah, thank you. These, these movies are great. And, and to to underscore Trav's point, like he is, he's not lying about the inspiration. Like he he made a short film and cited mm. the major influences watching Moat and stuff, and being like, I could just go out and do this. Yes. So yeah, watch Glass Wizard uh, on Vimeo. You have a long interview with him about that. Yes, yes, yes. yeah, true. Actually, yeah, on the Stacks feed, you can listen um, to uh, a note from the author with Six Ten on the Stacks podcast. Mm. And our final email for the evening is from none I... other. The Earl of Christmas. From the Earl of Christmas himself, yes! Mr. Mr. Moturn Media, Mr. Matt Farley. <laughs> I haven't read this. I saw he emailed it in the other day and I was like, I'm going to save it for the podcast. So here we are. Dear Moturn Cast, there is no bigger fan of Charlie and of Farley and Charlie than me, Matt Farley. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I spend most of my time scanning the internet for any mention of our movies anywhere. Think of how productive I'd be if I spent that time working on movies. Anyway, I appreciate the podcast for treating our work like real movies, worthy, worthy of examination. <laughs> they are. I, they absolutely are yeah, worthy yeah, yeah. of examination and worthy of discussion. Hence our deep analysis of this Christmas special. It's probably crossed your mind at times but I'm that I'm listening to what you're saying about our movies. That's got to be a bit uncomfortable at times, but I encourage you to be as critical as you want. I can take it. And here's a little good news. All the other living filmmakers you discuss are also listening to the episodes about their work. Seriously, entertainers are desperate to hear people discuss their work. Like me, they are also scanning the internet constantly for any mention of their movies. The only difference between them and me is that I don't pretend that I'm not listening. They like to cultivate a cool mystique, which sounds awful to me. Being cool is the worst. I'm a desperate, needy entertainer, just like all entertainers, and I embrace it. Now you can review all movies with the knowledge that you're basically ta talking directly to the filmmaker every single time. Don't go easy on us. Any filmmaker mm. has got to be insanely self-obsessed to put a work of art into the world. To think that others should spend their time taking in your creation? The gall, the hubris, the megalomania. <laughs> Knock us all down a few pegs. We need it. We need to be reminded that our silly projects aren't as important as we think they are. Keep up the great work. It's exciting to be producing new movies as you're catching up with the back catalogue. I wish we could put a movie out every month so you'll never have to go on hiatus, but I don't have the time because I need to do more <laughs> vanity searches. <laughs> Matt Farley. Oh, big thank you so today, much you know? for, uh, for messaging in, Matt. We wouldn't be here without you. This is all for you and Charlie and just to spread the gospel of the Moturn Media book, the Moturn Method, if you mm. will. As of recording, we are we've been doing this podcast for 364 days. <laughs> um, we, so there's a whole year of the Moten cast, and I've watched these films far too many times, and will continue to watch them, and will continue to rewatch yeah. them. 
Um, can I just jump on a thing that Matt said, please? Not you, Matt, other Matt. Um, jump, which jump is away. a very confusing thing to hear in your ear when you can't see me pointing at Matt below. Um, but yeah, th th that point about people listening to when you're talking and writing about stuff reminds me of a thing that Calvin said that really stuck with me when he's talking about like his writing, mm. um, where he he writes, keeping in mind, he, he says that he, I forget the exact words, but his idea would be like, he feels that he would be happy with, he wants to write a review that'd be happy that the filmmaker had read it. Um, sure. which actually really intrigued me because I feel like a lot of my earlier writing I was like actually I wouldn't maybe not I'm being too mean and like mm. I would not want to read this and I think that is a really interesting like relationship to code for your writing and to make sure because Farley is right about a lot of things there but also to make sure that you are always wherever possible critiquing the thing itself and not going beyond that into like pettiness and not going beyond that into actually insulting things mm. um, and, and taking things like charitably but critically um i think it, it discourages a cynical like a, a cynical approach that is far too easy to adopt and i do like the idea of writing and speaking in mind of yeah they may not be reading or listening but if they were i would be okay with this because yeah. that does mean you've actually thought about that um and speaking of what i was saying i also was he is right because i was unbelievably pleased with myself and i just like randomly tweeted about something in the dirt and then got followed by the filmmakers and I'm oh, like, oh yeah, yeah people do care awesome. people, people do care people do randomly care when you're like people... i think your film is great they're like yeah, good yeah. me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why i put it out that's why i made yeah it. i made that movie i'm in it i'm like yeah you're great you're already getting it <laughs> so we just got three more modern movies to cover before we're all caught up yeah, with the present hopefully we can think. uh get those so... in before the premiere of boston johnny right uh, absolutely um so it's a really good stretch left? of movies as well what have we got left it's just the 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 more recent three yeah the amazing i can't believe it. it it's coming to an end but it won't come to an end it'll never come to an end because then we'll start dissecting every single matt farley album ever made and then we'll never run <laughs> no, out song by song song and then we'll, we'll start a podcast song. dissecting our own podcasts <laughs> yeah, like i mean the flop house already do that but yeah we can, we exactly. can follow in that place. Well, you wouldn't even be able to there are the gap like he he will definitely publish songs faster than you could review them <laughs> <laughs> he's probably written three songs in the time we've had this recording going <laughs> yeah that's a problem and things, our podcasts are often like the length of or longer than the movie sometimes <laughs> then the, the song they're always gonna be longer than the song that's the issue uh so thank you for listening to this episode of don't let the motown cast get you you can read all the good things that the twin geeks folk do on the twingeeks.com we've got loads of good podcasts on there, reviews videos all sorts of nice things Anyone got anything specific to plug on this seasonal episode? Um, remember, you can still vote. You can still vote, 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 vote um, for your top 10 films of all time. Mm. And in the new year, we'll be posting our The Twin Geeks. So the TG10s, um, the 10 best movies of all time, according to the Twin Geeks audience. And our editors will be posting their vaguely thematic, weird 10 lists mm. uh -huh. at some point in December. Will a Motown movie probably make the cut in a couple of lists? I'm not one to tell. But yes, <laughs> I will tell you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it exists. Uh, yeah, so you can follow all the things we do in the media description below. Mm -hmm. um, Calvin isn't here to tell me I sound sexy, so I don't know how to end this episode. Um, I, I can't say what I don't think. So yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah, want you to tell a lie. Sexy on the telephone. Thank you, you're the stronger it. you're the stronger person here thanks <laughs> true, for listening everybody true. and as a little special treat i'm going to end this episode with a matt farley christmas song
So enjoy this and we'll see you on the next episode. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings of Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now bring us some buttered popcorn. Please bring us some buttered popcorn. We all want some buttered popcorn, so bring us buttered popcorn. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some, so bring some out now. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. Good tidings of and a happy new year. Please bring us some buttered popcorn. We'd all like some buttered popcorn. Come on, bring us buttered popcorn with lots and lots of butter. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We 